0: Hello, hello, and welcome to Words That Move Me. I am Dana, and I am, as usual, very excited about this episode. Um, this week, we are talking about disagreeing, specifically disagreeing with people that you love, people that you care about very much. And this is becoming one of my favorite topics because it is starting to happen more frequently. And I want to get better at it. I want us all to become better at disagreeing with people that we love. Because I want us to be loving more people. (laughs) And because I think that disagreeing is expected. It is part of the human condition. I don't think any two people will fully and completely agree on all of the things. So we might as well get better at disagreeing with people. Before we do that, however, of course, let's talk about some wins. This week, my win is that I enrolled in an online course. I started last week and there are still two weeks left for you to get in on this if you want to join in for the last couple classes. Um, the course is called Intangible Roots Exploring the Heritage of Black Dance, Culture, and People, and it's led by USC professor Monsell Durden, who I am learning so, so, so much from. Um, uh, the purpose of the course, I'm going to go ahead and read off the website because I don't want to leave anything super important out. The purpose of the course is to illuminate personal and cultural dynamics of ethnic diversity through hip-hop cultures, political, social, economic, environmental circumstances, and spiritual practice in the United States. I mean whoa. Dig in to that. (laughs) Um, And we do. We've been really digging in on some really, really important topics. Last week we talked about stereotypes of black people are portrayed in Cartoons, TV, film, right? Entertainment. Um, it's been really eye-opening to watch and then really soul-opening <laughs> to discuss these topics. Um, in the course, we do little breakout rooms. I've met some really interesting people and I'm just so jazzed about being a part of this program. It is not too late for you to sign up. Go to monseldurden.com/onlinecourse. online course. And there's a a little link to register now. Again, that's moncell m o n c e l l d u r d e n dot com slash online course. And of course, I will link to that in the show notes. All right, that was that was a big bite. Now you go. What's going well in your world? Okay, congrats. Keep winning. I am so jazzed for you. And I would like to just point out, I am constantly reminded of human resilience, especially now that our unofficial teacher for summer school has become Miss Corona, as I like to refer to her. I'm seeing a group of people become extremely resourceful, become connected even as they're isolated, and um I'm I'm watching people become better dancers, I'm watching people become better artists, I'm watching people become better communicators, and I am tickled by that. I am not tickled, however, <laughs> when I think about the subject for today, disagreeing with people. And um I heard somebody say recently you know, there's just a lot that's up for debate right now. And it was interesting for me to hear that because coming from my viewpoint, my bubble, I see things very clearly. I'm like, what's to be debatable? Healthcare for all. Um, e fund the police. Arrest the cops that murdered Breonna Taylor. I am seeing certain points very, very clearly. But as soon as I heard the words, there's a lot up for debate. I checked myself because I was like, oh, holy smokes. Those are definitely my thoughts, my points of view. As there is an upcoming election that is going to be heated, I believe, to say at the very, very least, um, with extremely important issues. I mean, there are always important issues around an election, but this year, I think, compoundingly important healthcare on the heels of this pandemic or What if if, what's the saying for not on the heels, but like on the lap, on the shins, on the in the arms of a global pandemic? Because I don't think the pandemic will be over by November. Not if we're going on at this rate anyways. Um, So healthcare, major, major issue. Gun rights and gun control. Super important. Obviously, the economy, which is not winning platinum overall high score at the moment. And climate change. Let's talk about it. Whoa, a lot of really, really big, important issues. So if you are like me, and if your family is like my family, there are probably going to be some varying perspectives and different values on those subjects, even within your family, maybe within your own household. So This week, I want to talk about the ways that I have found success in having difficult conversations. And we're going to circle back to last week's conversation with Spencer Theberg and Jermaine Spivey, who talked so eloquently about their partnership, both in work and in life. And I believe these two lead equally with soft and open hearts, but also very sharp minds. So I'm excited to share with you guys what they had to say about disagreeing with somebody that you love. But before we get to that, I want to talk about why disagreeing with people can be uncomfortable, but why some people seem to have no trouble with it at all. You know the ones. (laughs) Um, Whether or not you're comfortable disagreeing with people has everything to do with how you think about conflict. In last week's episode, Jermaine, Spencer, and I talk about how conflict is essential in creativity and how conflict is uh, pretty much unavoidable in life. So if you live a creative life, get ready for a lot of conflict. It is possible to view conflict as essential. It's possible to view conflict as an opportunity for growth. And when you hold conflict in that frame, disagreeing with somebody becomes a lot easier to stomach. So when I find myself in a moment of not seeing eye to eye with someone, my little check engine light (laughs) goes off and tells me, Dana, check on where you might be able to grow right now. What could you possibly learn from having a different point of view about this? And um, by thinking that, especially lately, my worldview has really opened up. So it's pretty common to think that people dislike or are uncomfortable in conflict. We're raised with the values of getting along with people, of being friendly, of being likable, of being happy. When those are the qualities and feelings that you prioritize, Conflict and disagreement get deprioritized. They don't get a lot of practice. That's why some of us are very uncomfortable when we find ourselves in those situations. In other words, disagreeing or disagreements cause stress. And often disagreements are interpreted as fighting. What if we could disagree not by throwing punches, but by massaging new ideas? (laughs) okay let's jump into a quick story time the year is 2016 there has just been an election i am sitting in the airport boarding area san jose international airport which is called san jose Manita. is that what it is why am i drawing a blank right now weird anyways i'm waiting to board a flight and i see an incoming call from dad I answer, because it's dad. Now, my candidate did not win the election, and my wounds are still pretty fresh. You would think it's as if I personally had lost the election. (laughs) And my dad, on the other side of the aisle, was very excited to talk about our new president. I let my dad talk for quite some time, uh, mostly because I couldn't find words to express how I felt I wonder if I'd stood up and danced if I would have fared any better but in this moment I remember hearing my dad's words and feeling physical pain like as if somebody was actually paper cutting me or like poking me in one place for so long that that place actually starts to tingle in a weird way and like hurt a little bit um he said some things that I couldn't Actually, disagree with more. Like when we talk about polar opposite opinions, I mean polar, north, south, as far away as you can get as possible. I remember thinking that I was going to throw my phone. I remember thinking that I was going to be escorted out of the airport for being belligerent and causing a scene and making um, passengers feel unsafe. Fortunately, I remembered some awesome training that I have received recently. I remembered that words, actual spoken words, or even words on the page, are neutral. They don't hurt. They can't cut. You know the old saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me? Man. Yep. On the nose. Words are exactly that. They're just words. It was my thoughts about those words that were causing me to struggle, not the words themselves. I thought that my dad should think differently. I thought that my dad should agree with me. I thought that the nation should agree with me. I thought that my values are human values. I thought that my interpretation of the Constitution was the interpretation of the Constitution, and that my interpretation of the law is the interpretation of the law. And I thought that everybody should be able to agree on that. But when we think that things should be a certain way, and they aren't, we struggle. We struggle when our right is someone else's wrong. We struggle when someone else is wrong. Is our right. Now here's the special catch. I can feel right without being righteous. I can feel supported in my beliefs without the support of agreement from everyone else. I can tell myself here's the part where you disagree with Dad. Here's the part where you and dad don't see eye to eye on political issues. I can listen to my dad and his views and his values without making it mean that I'm right and he's wrong or I'm wrong and he's right. I can listen to my dad. I can connect with my dad without making his words mean that he doesn't love me. All right, now we're talking love Now we're getting to the big stuff. Now we're getting into why disagreeing with someone you love is different than disagreeing with somebody that you don't know very well or that you don't care about. Because the stakes are higher. (laughs) Or at least that's what you think. You think that being on good terms, quote-unquote, with somebody that you love is more important than being on good terms with somebody that you don't really know. In other words, it's easier to agree to disagree with somebody that you don't know at all versus somebody that you're married to, for example. The reason it's extra hard to disagree with people that we love shows us the problem with how we're handling disagreeing with people that we don't necessarily care about or as much about. Which is usually some version of F you. (laughs) And of course, F meaning forget Forget you. you. Okay, bye. The end. Canceled, if you will. But we can't cancel the people that we love. We don't want to cancel the people that we love. That to me says that we need a new response to disagreement, not just for the people that we love, but for everyone. Don't get me wrong. I am a fan of call-out culture, but in canceling everyone that we disagree with, we're missing a huge opportunity to understand ourselves and our world. All right, let's get another perspective. Let's hear what Jermaine and Spencer have to say. Enjoy. Here's Here's what we're doing. You said it doesn't happen often. You said you don't fight, occasionally you disagree. Can you give me a tip, a pointer, for disagreeing with the person
1: that you love? Dana, yeah, Dana uh, Mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. conflict management uh, masterpiece. She says something like, remember to always speak to that person best self. That's what you want to be doing at all times. Right. And if you can't, for whatever the reason is, if if you're not in a place or that person is not in a place to speak from their their best self uh, or for you to speak as your best self, then maybe wait. Then maybe try another time. It could be just two minutes later. You know, it might not be so important right in that moment if you're talking to or who you're speaking from is not the best self. That is also listening to that right now. I, that's like, a, just doing a little reflecting because I can remember times, um, and I've, I've done this, but I'm also just thinking about from Jermaine's point of view, times when he's needed to tell me like, I'm, I, I can't talk to you about that right now. Or like, we're gonna have to pick that up later. And that is so frustrating in the moment. It is so frustrating in the moment. To not get what you want, right, and to not continue. And what I'm hearing right now is that actually, that's a, a an incredible demonstration of respect. Uh, you know, does that sound right? Does that sounds. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also circling back, like if, if you can't laugh about it at some point, like then you then it holds too much power. I think. Those moments of conflict we got to be able to have a little levity with ourselves and with our ridiculousness when we get into those conflicts something i was saying earlier earlier in this conversation is you don't have to agree you don't have to be the same person and can still love each other mm-hmm. um, so sometimes the disagreement is because you're like i just don't understand why you don't
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I agree to disagree
0: that is great advice not just for people in a relationship but people having people in the human relationship right like me talking to other human person me talking to company member me me talking to m- my mom um Talk to the best version of that person and talk from the best version of yourself. That is huge. And then the other kind of caveat there that I took away from that, Jermaine, is this concept that um, listening doesn't mean you're agreeing. Like giving the person the floor to speak doesn't mean you agree with them. They can be saying something that you fully disagree with you listening to them doesn't doesn't mean you agree or approve it's just it's the respect of a conversation
1: because how does someone feel like they're being seen if they can't say what they feel right and so if you're not allowing each other to be fully seen then good luck
0: the end <laughs> <laughs> I love this idea of speaking from your best self to the best someone. I'm making this my new default setting for every uncomfortable conversation and argument or debate that I get into this election season. I am so excited to practice disagreeing with people that I love. I am so excited to think to myself, what if this is a call to practice unconditional love for myself and for this other person. What if this argument is a call for love? I can't wait to try this on for size, and I hope that when you try it on, it feels as good on you as it feels on me. All right, everybody, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Oh, my gosh, I almost forgot. Holy smokes, how could I forget this? Guys, yesterday... July 21st was my birthday. (laughs) I can't believe I totally left that out of the winds. I guess it didn't really rank in importance uh, to the deep dive on learning and relearning that I'm doing right now. So, yes, yesterday was my birthday. And as a gift to myself and to all of you. Oh, yes, I'm that selfless. Wink, wink. I asked for some of my favorite movers and shakers to tell me the words that move them. Yes, I am making a master birthday mashup episode and all of these glorious golden nuggets will be coming directly to you next week, always on Wednesdays. You guys, thanks again for listening. This time I mean it. I'll talk to you soon, but there's gonna be an outro where I say it again. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Keep it funky. You know what to do. I'll talk to you soon. Thought you were done? No. Now I'm here to remind you that all of the important people, places, and things mentioned in this episode can be found on my website, thedanawilson.com slash podcast. Finally, and most importantly, now you have a way to become a Words That Move Me member. So kickball over to patreon.com slash podcast to learn more and join. All right, everybody, now I'm really done. Thanks so much for listening. I'll talk to you soon.